Tonight, we welcome Ethan Paisley to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. (laughs) Ethan is a filmmaker who has written, directed, produced, and acted in a number of projects over the last few years. Later this month, he has arranged a showing in this very building as part of a fundraiser for his next feature. He is also a founding member of Take 18 Entertainment, a collection of teenage filmmakers in the Bay Area doing all sorts of things. This is a young and exceptionally driven individual that Tom and I have been looking forward to talking to. Yes. So we say... Welcome to the program, Ethan Paisley. Thank you, Jim and Tom. What a guy. I'm going to quote something from your Art of Escape trailer, and I think it sums up your view on life as it stands right now as an artist and an individual. And the quote about the movie is this, an imperfect suburbia where high anxiety, deep depression, and an ultimate isolation can conquer all. Uh, that's kind of the thesis statement for the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, your disconnected short, which we'll go into later, deals with elements of that as well. Isolation, yeah. Um, what drives you as an artist, Ethan Paisley? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, just kind of how how I observe... Because, okay, honestly, I'm not a huge social person. Like, I don't really like engaging in the norm of, like, teenage activities. Like, I don't go out a lot. I don't find parties interesting. I don't find certain conversations interesting. So I kind of, in that way, I do feel isolated at times. And I think in that perspective, I, I, yeah, I observe a lot of, I kind of gain a greater perspective. And in that, I see a lot of stuff Um that's actually really depressing that's like and very real and raw and i think that's what i really want to bring to my art is just kind of this darker um and more kind of um more kind of you know kind of just kind of more off the beaten path of teenagehood perspective because i don't i don't think a lot of people think in that same way as me if that makes sense I, it does and you know, just an interesting background for people who are watching or listening to this tom how old are you 60. 60. Yeah. Uh, so you're 60. Yeah. I'm 31, so I'm half of your yeah. age. How old are you, Ethan? 15. 15. So you're half of my age. So we have quite a spectrum here. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the uh, one thing that all three of us have in common is we do sort of feel, I not to speak for you, huh. but we still do sort of feel like outsiders from... Uh, the rest of society. Yeah. And I don't know if everybody feels that way or not, but I know you do. We've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, in The Art of Escape, um, that movie was really just about showing kind of what the purpose of drugs is or alcohol. And it's just kind of, I think everyone is so bored. Like everyone is so bored at this age. They're always looking for something to do or a distraction. I agree. I agree with you completely. And I think that you've seen this too, though. It's not just at that age. It's their entire life. Oh, of life. course. And as adults, I mean, you even look, you know, in like small towns like Petaluma, for example, and every adult every weekend is out drinking, partying, doing something to distract from like something. I would take some issue with with uh, just selecting a town like Petaluma. But yes, you are right. Uh, small yeah. town, small town America. A yeah, definitely. Large, large town America. This is unless you have a sense of purpose or something that gives you gives you reason to get excited when you get out of bed in the morning and things yeah. that really make you feel full that you feel passionately about. Uh, it's, it's not that far of a stretch to go down that road. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you know what? So we're talking about drugs and how that becomes a vehicle to, um, move through the boredom of, of, of daily life for a lot of people. 
Uh, there's another film of yours that I found fascinating and uh, painful to watch, but at the same time very true, and that was Disconnected. Did, did you write that? Was that? Mm-hmm. That was your script. <clears throat> yeah. Painful to watch. You're watching a lot. Well, <laughs> let me just let me describe the summary before you before you okay. your take on it. Uh, Disconnected <laughs> is a film that follows the day in the life of four individuals who have become isolated through the use of technology and social media, causing them to become angry, stressed, and ultimately dissatisfied with who they are. I think that the last line, dissatisfied with who they are, it captures very much so what we're discussing about people's proclivity to try and escape. And I disagree. Uh, I feel <laughs> feel more complacency. Uh, I watched uh, the three three of your characters were complacent uh, in the way that they were drawn into it. They felt that it was a part of their passion. They felt that it was their connection. Uh, they felt that it was a major part of their life. So maybe it wasn't them hiding. It was what they felt was actually pulling them into life and keeping them connected. The, the fourth character was absolutely watching her relationship disappear. And it was painful to watch. But it was also painful to watch all of the characters, uh, although, uh, you know, I don't know if that's where we're headed as a society anyway, and maybe this is the way we will run our social lives, and maybe it is only painful to someone like me who doesn't quite understand it, but you captured, you capture a mood, uh, you capture a movement, uh, you capture a, a lot of personal, uh, um, you know, turmoil, I guess. At any rate, I don't know that it is them uh, dodging life. Uh, I wonder if it's the complacency or the direction that they think that it's supposed to go. And I was, I was speaking, I was speaking broader. I was talking about the other movie more so. But go ahead, you can. You can. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, no, I think the idea in making that was definitely feeling like kind of validation or security through um, yep. the media, and I think. So many people, one of the characters was like a teenage girl who is kind of like seeing her friends hang out through Instagram yes. and she's like, we were supposed to hang out today. Yes. And it's that whole dis- disconnection and that miscommunication um, that I think, you know, the the mother losing her daughter and the guy losing his friend and even the kid playing the video game, they're all losing things in their life. Meanwhile, thinking everything's okay. Yes. But technology proves them wrong at the end of the day. And that's where the conflict. As the Arcade Fire up. say in their song, Reflector, we're so connected but are we even friends? I'm very glad that you brought up the word complacency because now we can kind of like circle back here. Um, you strike me as somebody who is driven, who wants to do something with the time that he is being given on this planet. Yeah. And that's what drives your workload because you look at your, your uh, peers in school who you obviously don't have as much a connection with as you feel like you could. Right. Um, yeah. Why do you think you are driven to create? Why do you think that is? I can tell you why I think that I do. How about you do that? <laughs> it might give me an I, I, I'm trying to like kind of like put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to it. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty big statement, though. I know. I'm like kind of. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different reasons. Uh, one would be identity. Uh, trying to stake claim as to like, wait, who, who am I? What kind of a person am I? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What can I put into this world that describes my worldview and like shows that I was here? Uh, I find that I get more out of life the more I interact with people, the more I create, the more I uh, enter my community and find like-minded people to work with. It, it, it gives my life a sense of color that it didn't have previously. Uh-huh. Um, the, the thing is, if you are complacent, and this is why your use of that word really stuck with me, if you're complacent, you, um, you don't tend to move as far as you could. Meaning that if you, yes. 
which is fine. Some people, that's what I was and, and for some, and for some people, that's great. That's that is they are they are yeah. happy doing what they're doing, and God bless them. But for me, that's not been the case. Um, I don't want to be identified by any one aspect about myself. I want to be identified by what I feel I can put into the world and creating and, and building and making is something that has given me a platform to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely a part of it. I think kind of, you know, I, I think when I was younger, I felt like very kind of out of place. And I think acting was definitely like my biggest refuge for sure. And I think, yeah, in that I found a way to just kind of express my feelings through different characters and whatever. And I think I've been able to do that through writing and filmmaking. Um, I think it's also just the fact that like, for some reason, I don't know the whole psychology behind it, but I've I've just always been so pumped about just like making something. Like just like doing I don't I don't know, just like you know, like I remember like in fifth grade I just I like rewrote the you know guys do you guys know the movie Coraline by like um yeah, no. you know that claymation movie? I like rewrote it as a play and me and my friends just did it in my house and like I don't know, that was just like something that I was just like, this is just awesome. Like let's just keep doing stuff. Cause yeah, I mean it, it's just it's what feeds me and I feel like I've just that's just what I've like grown. So here's something I notice about you. Um in fifth grade you decide you're going to rewrite Coraline and, and produce it <laughs> in your home. You yes. had the cast to pull that off. You marshaled <laughs> your friends. Um, yeah, Mar- <laughs> you don't. You don't seem word. like, uh, in in many ways, you don't feel like you're a part of a social situation. Yet you have such a crew of people that keep reappearing in your movies, uh, technically and acting wise. And I have a feeling these people have been with you since probably fifth grade. You've got a Some. great crew. You. Some, yeah, no, we, it's an, it's amazing. And I think that's also a lot of that has been in thanks to the school I attend right now, which is Marin School of the Arts in Novato. And I mean, that school has just given me, and you know, other things like theater and film projects that I've participated on in the past have just drawn me to such similar people, I feel like, and people who are also get excited to create and kind of explore, you know, um, their inner darknesses or weaknesses or something through their art. And I think we all really connect and relate on that. So, I think definitely through collaboration and through making projects, like that's how we bond, uh, me and those people, and definitely as friends in that for sure. If I if I could just analyze you a little bit more, I think analyze I think you feel different from your peers. I was analyzing his character, and and I think and I think that your <laughs> character, I think that your characters uh, are, are 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 observations and also criticisms of the way some people choose to live their lives, and it's a pushback by you to say I'm observing a pattern here that uh, is negative or maybe not one that I want for my life, and I'm going to document that. Are you criticizing? Yes, you are. Yeah, oh, but you are. Okay. But 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 that but that's not necessarily how it, it reads in the script. But I mean, you you go into writing these characters with, in my opinion, and I haven't seen the new movie. But I think you go into it with a sort of like a, a sort of judgment on the decisions those characters have made. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean this this actually the art of escape. Um, besides just kind of being. Um, like a collection and experiment of kind of, you know, how I felt in junior high and high school and whatnot. Um, and you know how we approached that with drug use, which I never experienced, but we, you know, um, it was also because, so I had gone to MSA and then I had, I still had friends at Pedal High and Casa Grande and whatever. And I, I looked at some of those experiences and some of those stories and without feeling sympathy at all, I just said, Oh my God, like that is just so 
like sad, depressing, trashy, yeah. depressing, sad. Yeah. And trashy. I, yeah. Trashy. His, his words. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> and I, I mean, I looked at it and I was just kind of like, I was like, oh my God, like this, this tied with this would just, I think, make a great project. And I mean, but yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of through these events. Um, the story, the art of escape is kind of told through these events that, um, that I was witnessing and hearing about and, you know, so. I mean, a high compliment I have for your art and I do think that you make good work. But a high compliment that I have for your art is it doesn't come off that you're being judgy or being judgmental no. in in the finished product. And I think that's important. Yeah. But I also do think that you enter into it with an observation. I mean, you're at a point in your life now. You're at a pivotal point. And Tom, you and I have been around a lot longer than he has. We see this point. You, you're 15. Uh, you're going to be 18 soon. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have to make a decision about what path your life goes on. I think it'll decide for itself. It, but, well, that, that's <laughs> that's true. But I mean, you, you are you seem to be pushing hard against complacency. The idea of just I'm just gonna sit around and not do anything. You seem to push back against that a lot. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder and harder. I've observed for people who choose complacency at a young age mm. to kick back. Anybody can change. But it gets harder and harder and harder as you get older. Uh-huh. And I just think that, that I, I, our, our art is always informed by what we're thinking, feeling, and observing. Yeah. And this is the chapter in your life right now. It's like, what is my life going to look like? Well, I know I don't want it to look like that, guys. And I know I don't want it to look like hers. And I think in processing that, I think that is what drives some of this art we're describing. Uh-huh. Yeah, but some of these people that, that we're looking at, um, I, I go back to a girl that, was, that grew up here in the late 80s and early 90s in, in our hottest punk times. And oh boy. Uh, she, uh, there was most of the time I couldn't let her in here. Most of the time she couldn't stand and walk to the door to get in here. She uh, eventually had a child. That child was autistic, and she has become a very strong and fierce advocate for autistic children uh, in the state of California. People look on this woman now and think, "Oh my God, what a powerful woman!" And if you look back at the backstory that brought her to her teen life, uh, the teen life she went through, and now her adult life, all you can look at is say, oh, my God, this is an incredible story. This is an incredible story. And her son's life will be an incredible life. And uh, I've seen it again over and over again. So many of these kids, I wonder, what in the hell? How are you going to get through this? More than not, do. Get through it and do incredible things. And even if it's the incredible thing of just being a blue-collar worker uh, and just getting up every day and and working on the highways, getting up every day and building houses, getting up every day and and, um, advocating. So I think as we see these stories early on, Wait and see what happens. Wait and see the backstory. First off, look at the backstory and wait until you see what the future story has to bring for some of these people. Um, I used to worry about them so much. Now I'll see some of these kids and I'll realize, yes, we're going to lose about a quarter of them. <laughs> well, we are. It's true. Cause, cause, I mean, but losing doesn't a mean... Lot, a, lot of these, a lot of these paths that we observe are paths to ruin. Yeah. But, um, but his argument is that you can swoop The up. resiliency of, of the life experience the human is experience. incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that you get to see that. The question I wanted to ask, when you're doing these... I See, again, I don't know if you are being critical. I'm, I'll watch and see if that's what I'm, what I'm thinking you're being. Um, is there respect for your characters? I think I, there's something I just, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, in hearing you say like, oh, well, you know, they lived these, these horrible traumatic lives and then they turned out successful. 
I think with me, I kind of just, I always, which isn't good, I always kind of see the bad in someone. I think at first, I'm like, oh, this person doesn't do this right, or this person's this. Or You should just think deeply about, and this is what I would say to anybody, not whether you're 15, 60, 90, you should think deeply about how you define the word badness, the badness of people. Because it's, really, it's a really interesting thing. Bad can mean a lot of different things. For a film writer or someone who loves to read even, uh, someone who loves to watch movies, um, if you start looking deep into these characters that are the hard characters and the sad characters and what one would consider, consider to be the losers, there's so much depth in those parts. Yeah. You know, and I, and I had mm-hmm. to look back because I never can remember the guy's name and I don't know why. One of my favorite characters in literature since I was in high school has been Javert. Javert was born in a French prison because that's where his mother was imprisoned. He grew up in the prison, and he became a guard, and then he became the captain of the prison. Hmm. And where is this character from? This is in Les You bet. Okay, keep going. And this was a man of incredible cruelty, but this was a man of such incredible pragmatic purpose that he could not, uh, he was driven by what he felt was exactly the right thing to be doing. And what an asshole he was while he was doing it. <laughs> you and I have both played that character but, in oh, real absolutely. life. Absolutely. And, and when I watch, <laughs> uh, as I read, and, you know, I had a chance to see the movie finally. And, uh, God, I love that character so much. He was such a tormented individual uh, that when he realized he'd spent his life, maybe, even though he had realized Jean Valjean was indeed... Uh, an honorable character himself because Jean Valjean had actually given his life back. Jean Valjean uh, and him in one sentence, what was their relationship? <laughs> Jean Valjean was a, was a prisoner uh, at the prison that he was the captain of. Okay. And when he was released, he never went back for his probation. Uh, so he was always, Javert was always looking, always after Jean Valjean. This was a criminal this was a man who deserved no respect. This was a man who deserved nothing from society. This was a man to find, lock up, and, and not give a second thought to. Because this is what Javert felt is exactly the right thing to do. We look at that guy's character and think, what a dick. What an asshole. What a cruel individual. But at the same time, you have to understand also what an honorable individual he was because he spent his life... And, and, and he spent all of his life capital doing what he felt he was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. he died in the end for it. And, uh, and what a tragic figure. And I can't help but wonder how much love there was for that character when this character was designed and written. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what I'm, I wanted to point out. As you're writing these characters, do, are you finding the love? Do you find uh, an amount of love? Amount, are, are, you, are, are you looking? Can you look at some of these characters and find something to, to respect and understand and love? Not yet. I mean, um, I think... Well, you know, now that you bring that up, I actually think I relate to every single one because there's something because there's something if I don't like in the character, maybe that's something I might not like about myself. Exactly. Oh, you you see them as not yeah. leaving their circumstance. And, and, and that's something that I and fear. that's something that you I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Yes. And it scares me. So I write it. Yeah. Wow. Tom Gaffey. We've spent a long time talking about the human condition here with Ethan Paisley. Oh, yes, and filmmaking. And filmmaking as well. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts for Ethan or our viewers at home? I think we're talking with probably so far the youngest guest we've had on the show. 
Um, and his voice sounds young. <laughs> Which it should. It should. You're 15. And you look at a young filmmaker who's producing quality work. Um, you look at uh, Disconnected. Again, uh, anybody can watch that film and take something from it. Reminiscence. At the age of 15, you put together this production. You put together a, maybe a three-and-a-half-minute short that a 60-year-old could watch and relate to and feel. Uh, a 15-year-old could watch and relate to and feel. A 30-year-old could watch and relate to and feel. That's an incredible body of work you have at this point. You sound young, you are young, but you are not to be taken uh, lightly. You are already you. showing the beginnings <laughs> of what will be an incredible career if you keep going the direction you're going. Holy cow. I'm looking forward to watching it over the years. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you. I wanted to point out here. This is not a kid to be taken lightly. Uh, check this kid's workout and understand that uh, they're deadly serious about this. And they're doing a hell of a job producing it. You're, you, you're part of this group, Take 18 Entertainment. Are you a founding member of this? Yeah, no, I, uh, me and kind of most of the crew who worked on Art of Escape, which we'll be screening here in a couple weeks, is um, we kind of just put it together. And what we're doing is we're inviting any other teen filmmakers who want an opportunity to just you know, people can send in their story or their demo and we, we invite them to come and make movies with us and do other people's movies with us and just learn from each other, which is something, again, as I said, that excites me is just working with all these different kinds of people. How do you find you on YouTube? My name and then also Take 18 as a YouTube channel. And that's where basically yeah. all of our latest, newest work will be up. So check just that Google out too. It. Take yeah. 18 Entertainment and Ethan Paisley. Ethan Paisley. Anyway, uh, thank you so much again for joining yeah, us, thank Ethan. You, of course, thank you guys so much. And we look forward to see, my God, what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and roll the outro music. Yeah.